Welcome to our Call to Care, the podcast. Well, it's not actually the podcast, it's a trailer for the podcast. The real thing is coming next week, but we wanted to give you just a little flavour to whet your appetite. It wasn't long ago, just a few weeks, that 600 or so of us gathered in person, physically, at the Roundhouse in London, and we launched the new purpose. What's special about Tesco Mobile for me? Tesco Mobile is like a family. And it's a family that's growing and building. It's the people I work with. It's literally the people I work with. And the dedication and commitment that they have. That's what's special. We're willing to help, regardless of your, your background, your who you're with as a network provider, who you know how you've broken your phone. It, it's having that willingness to help whatever your situation and however hard things may be. I think there's always someone that can come and help you out. I think that's the USP of Tesco Mobile. It's, it's more than just a brand, do you know what I mean? It's, you wouldn't get anywhere else. What's special about Tesco Mobile is it allows me to be me. It's the people that make this business. We're unique. And we're unique in the way that we care for human connection. Your business has a soul, has real people and genuine people who, who care. And honestly, for me, that's everything. It's quite something to listen to those voices from just a few weeks ago. But boy, in just a few weeks, times have really changed. Well, at the moment, as I say, it's an emergency in China, without doubt. This is, I, I really think, Doctor, you want to treat this like you treat the flu, right? And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. I had a little cry in there. I'm a critical care nurse. I've just finished 48 hours of work. I just wanted to get some stuff in for the next 48 hours. I'm speaking to you at what I know is an increasingly challenging time. There's no fruit, there's no vegetables. I just don't know how I'm supposed to stay healthy. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. You'll be pleased to know um, that we do consider both the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny to be essential workers. The government says we're still not past the peak of the coronavirus. We will win because our NHS is the beating heart of this country. It is the best of this country. It is unconquerable. It is powered by love. We care for human connection is our purpose. We care for human connection. So what's that like, hearing those words a few weeks down the line? It's more emotional now than it was then. For the simple reason I think they've bedded in. They meant a lot of the time, because there's truth underpinning all of them, yeah. But somehow, in this context, they feel more relevant, more real, more resonant. And I see them rush forward every day in the business, in the way that we go about doing what we've said is the most important thing for us to do, yeah. which is care for each other, care for our customers, care for the business, and most importantly, care for human connection. Yeah. 
it's almost like in some ghastly way, if you could have come up with the the biggest challenge and test to see if you meant it. Here it is, coronavirus. Yeah, it's the test is writ large, but from what I see in the business every day at the moment, so is the purpose. And that's an incredible thing to see, but not a surprising thing to see. Yeah. Whilst we found the words for the first time at the roundhouse, the truth of those words had been in the business from the get-go. Mm. You know, they're part of the fabric of who we are as a group of people. They're part of the history and where we've come from. Mm. So the fact they're now playing out in what is this extraordinary, unprecedented, anxiety fueled difficult, and in lots of ways, um, opportunity-filled time is a great thing to see and one that I'm consistently humbled by, (laughs) if I'm honest. Yeah. So we'll get on to the podcast, the idea behind it in a minute. And this is just a trailer, so it's not going to be very long, so we don't need a long chat now. But just to check in with you, what are you personally finding the hardest about the distance, the remoteness, uh, and... Yeah, the whole experience of having this extraordinary thing around us and with us. The lack of spontaneity. The best moments in my day are generally unexpected moments when you happen to cross somebody at the coffee machine or happen to bump into someone in a corridor or someone still being relatively new to the business who stops you and introduces himself for the first time and says, hi, it's nice to meet you, I'm... (laughs) Um, they're the bits that fill you up in a way and recharge you as you work through the more regular content yeah, and the, the more formulaic. The things that aren't in the diary. The things that aren't in the diary. And, and all of a sudden, somehow, when you are working at distance and you're working more remotely, you only work in those blocks of yeah. time, which are scheduled and planned. So I miss the spontaneity. And, you know, spontaneity is at the heart of humanity isn't it it's the unexpected where the magic normally happens so i'm missing a bit of the magic yeah okay so there's magic of other sorts going on right there's lots of things i imagine some of them are quite spontaneous spontaneous responses to help and stories around that and you contacted me less than a week ago maybe a week ago and came up with this idea of a podcast that we do once a week light touch really quick not elegant or expensive, just that let's let's get the stories and share them is the kind of essence of it. But why did you want to do it? What was the impulse behind it, really, for you? There are times when I'm in a uniquely privileged position because stuff tends to surface for me to see, mm. particularly when we're doing something a bit different, mm. a bit special, or of a particular scale. And at this time, it felt really important that those stories that pop up to me of things that we've done or are doing in pockets of the organisation get yeah. shared with the whole of the Tesco Mobile family okay. because they're the things that I'm extraordinarily proud of. And I'd like other people to feel that sense of pride in some of the things that we're we're doing, not, not in a chest-beating way, but in a really wholesome way, in a really wholehearted way. Mm. Um, the The purpose that we set out and found words for at the at the roundhouse has been instinctively surfaced on so many occasions in the last few weeks because every time someone's asked us for help we've stepped forward i can't think of a single occasion whether it's come to me or someone else in the team where we've backed off our instinct has always been to step forward and to find a way and we've had to do some stuff at really short notice we've had to do some stuff that's relatively complex we've had to find new ways of working and delivering and packaging and 
all of those things. And yeah. at, at every stage we've done it because we want to. Yeah. So it's partly just to share the stories that people might not hear. But the way, you know, when I said to you, how do we want to tell these stories? Uh, you know, and, and I, in fact, what I said to you was, should I try and hide my voice? And you said, no, I want these to be conversations. So you want to draw out that personal thing, right? That's where the authenticity is, isn't it? For those of the guys listening who are at the roundhouse, they'll remember the section where we turned over the microphone to the audience. Yeah. And we asked people to share their stories of how they had or people they knew had loved our customers. Mm. And whilst there were many parts of that day that were memorable for me, that was the bit that I appreciated the most. We let it run on a long time as we well. We let it run. And it could have gone on and on for yeah. m- much longer still. Yeah. And, and the reason I loved it the most is because it was the voices of the business. And collectively, they are the voice of yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, and in conversation, you unearth things that don't come out in the first telling. You get all of the richness and the colour yeah. and the emotion that sits behind the act. Yeah. And I think part of what this is designed to do, as well as share the story, is to find out a bit about the people who sit behind it and how they were feeling and what it meant to them yeah. and why they did it yeah. and what difference they think or hope it's, yeah. it's made to the people we've tried to help. And the thing that I realised listening to Alan's Scottish voice in there, you know, to have our one customer at the conference, and what a customer he is, um, was actually to hear firsthand what it's like from the people on the receiving end of the generosity, of the thoughtfulness, of the care. To hear from them is a really powerful thing, right? You know, so so I'm looking forward to getting as close to the the soil if you like as possible to really hear what their stories are and what the impact of all the work has been done uh, is on them I, I may be wrong in this but i think there was a few layers to the standing ovation that alan got mm. it was a standing ovation for him for sure because he's a remarkable man who'd been through an unspeakable tragedy and mm. had put himself in a place of trying to use that for good so that's the most obvious reason why there was a standing ovation. But I think also people had to find some way of expressing their connection to the universal truth that was part of that story. Yeah. Because we've all been in a situation where we felt a little bit like Alan, yeah. angry and frustrated and let down and reaching out for someone to do the right thing yeah. in that instance. So we, we were also just coming together yeah. as a community of people who've all been there in some way shape or form yeah. at some point in our life yeah. so there's something about hearing the voices of people who've experienced something that allows us not just to connect to them but to connect to the kind of more universal truth of their experience yeah. so I hope in reaching out to people who maybe are homeless or working for a charity in desperate need of help or some of the other stories that will surface over the coming weeks we're also able to connect to some of the broader realities of what they're dealing with that goes yeah, beyond them as an yeah. individual. I'm really excited about it. Um, so listen, we're going to get going next week. Uh, we won't say what the story is now. We've got a pretty good idea. And anyone who was listening carefully might have a clue there in what you just said. But we're looking for more stories. There are already loads. And, you know, we've got too many stories to get into. We could do a lot of podcasts a week, so we won't be doing that. We'll just pick one a week. But if there is anyone who listens to this or to the first episode, the first official episode next week, then please let us know because we'd love to hear those stories and share them. Um, Great. 
I just just one final thing to close. Isn't it extraordinary how the word care that was such a centerpiece of not just the day at the roundhouse and the meetings, but all the thought that went into it, that was the word that kept on coming. And now you cannot move for bumping into the word care. If you remember how we described it on the day, we talked about it as being the biggest possible word. And I tried to breathe into that space some of what I thought it meant. And I've realised over the last three or four weeks, even the scale I thought it had is tiny compared to what it can be. And part of what we'll talk about over the next few weeks is how Tesco Mobile is giving it scale, how we're breathing into that space and filling it with our own particular take on what it means to look after people right now. Great. Let's get going. Our call to care. Our call to care. Cool. Thanks, Tom.